Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm a diva. I'm a, I'm a, a diva. I'm a, I'm a, a diva. the plug on the old and step into the new. Red's Boutique introduces their new website. It's Red's.com. I-T-R-E-D-S.com. Purchase jewelry, handbags, red carpet, and one-of-a-kind items for women and men. It's Red's.com. This is sad. Yeah, that is That's real. truly sad. That is real sad. The entire time, we ain't on mute. Ain't that some bullshit? That's real sad that somebody don't know how to push it's okay. the mic on. It's my bad. It's yeah. my bad. I'm That's human. I make mistakes. Who bad? All right, you guys just hearing us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> diva, the plus side, girl side. When you are tuned in to Gaffer Diva Radio, the better creative motivation on this side of the universe. We give you nothing but 100% WTF and OMGs with some inspiration and motivation for that ass. I am accompanied by my co-host, a 350-pound, 6'5 gorilla by the name of Bounye Villa, who's not a scam through your mother of pearl necklace. <laughs> I am so sorry. This is like the third time this has happened this year. The funny thing is, the first two years that we've been on the air, none of that. We didn't have none of these problems. But somehow, me and Bouye Villa in close quarters, we forgot to take the microphone off of me. Yeah. So while you guys were listening, well, listening to Dead Air, and we were actually talking, we were discussing how Bouye's team, the Redskins, suck monkey. And, <laughs> and that's only because Bouye Villa will tell you that his team has been sucking on the field and off the field. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, they fucking on the field and off the field. It's like basically everybody's on got hurt. You got two cats that on got. They basically are they facing a, a couple of young suspensions because they got caught smoking weed. And it's like, I mean, come on, man. It's like Hold on, football players got caught smoking weed. Yes, they they failed a piss test. Yeah, that's not enough to stop the game though. No, you're not supposed to be smoking drugs and stuff like that while you play football. It's, <laughs> no, not while you play. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I, I, I swear, man. I don't know what to say about you guys. Y'all man. losing like that. Y'all need to be drinking. Or it's like they're depressed or something. You know? I they probably they, are depressed. They probably had to get them one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. every time there's somebody good on your team, just take them away. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just real pitiful right now. I feel sorry for Shanahan because he's a good coach. 
But right now, the players are not playing for him. They're not playing to the expectations that he expects them to. So are you going to be a good Boone Villa and jump ship? No, that's what I'm saying is jumping ship. I'm I falling. think you'll be a giant no, fan. No, fuck all that. I'm not, no. I can make that a mandatory requirement no. for all employees that got to do entertainment to yeah. be a giant fan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not one of your employees. I'm, I'm like top dog up there. You know, I'm like right-hand man, so you can't call me no employee. I'm sorry. I can't take that route. Do you get some type of percentage off the money that I make? I get some out of the deal. Oh, you are an employee. Yeah. I get, <laughs> no, I get some out of the deal. Trust that. All right. <laughs> I'm not that, that dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> so now, basketball is gone, too. Yeah. I don't know what all the group is going to do. What all the group is going to do. If you are a groupie and you're trying to figure out what your next Move is going to be now that basketball season is out. Give us a call, 646 <laughs> I need to know what what are the groupies doing now that basketball is not going to be going They're on? They're watching Housewives, that's it. Now, I feel like if there's no basketball season, we shouldn't even be watching Basketball Wives. Wow. Because they ain't wives anyway, so. Yeah, they, they ex jump off. So I don't want to watch <laughs> jump off uh, reality TV really that much. Um. Look, a lot of has been going on with Gap Food Diva and Gap Food Diva Radio. We have been getting a lot of submissions that have been coming in of people who want to be on on the website or be featured um, on the radio show, and that's all good. We want those submissions. Just send your bios, your pics, your music, whatever you have, your press kits. Send them over to Gap Food Diva at Hotmail.com. That is G-A-P-C-O-O-T-H-D-I-V-A at Hotmail.com. Um, got a lot of events coming up this weekend. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe how much Richmond Finger is doing right now. Yeah, we're doing a big round. Oh, my gosh. Everybody turns around. They got a fashion show, a showcase, some type of music listening party, or just some club party. It's something going on every weekend. Shout out to my boy, though. They did a video shoot this weekend. They did a video shoot this past weekend in Petersburg, the Petersburg Regional Arts Center. Yeah. It was really nice there. And Prince Avery just got his first role in a music video. So that's exciting. And he did a great job. Yes, yes. And shout out to all the designers that were there offering their T-shirts and, you know, their design pieces for the video. That was really, really hot. I cannot wait to work more with Joe the Paperboy. Yeah. Make sure you go to his website, donation.com. Really, really big up-and-coming artist in the Richmond, Virginia area. I'm telling you, very humble, motivated, but has the skills to match. So I'm, I'm serious. When I back this person, I seriously back this person. You need to go check him out. And one of my favorite songs right now is Monday with Against Grace. I'm blowing that on the speakers at least. 16 times a week. That's yeah. just how we do. We get it in. We get it in. But speaking of the events, events going down this weekend, this weekend Yoshiko is having, Yoshiko Entertainment is having her second anniversary party at Visions Ultra Lounge this Saturday, November the 19th. Tickets are $10 and 21 and up. So make sure you be there. Gap to Google will be in the building. And much props to her. She is the promo vixen of Richmond VA. And really basically the East, Coast. So shout out to her for doing her thing. She's connected all the way from Florida to the top of your head. She's really doing big things, and she deserves as much support as she possibly can get. So make sure you guys are at Business Ultra Lounge in Richmond, Virginia, on Saturday, November the nineteenth. Um, I think it starts at nine or eight. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I I, I get there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get there when I get there. Also, um, this weekend is the Richmond Tattoo Arts Festival, um, November 18th through the 20th. I don't know. I'm a big tattoo head. I really love tattoos. Yeah. I, I love people with tattoos. It's really sexy um, most of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be out there and try to swindle one of the tattoo artists and trying to look out for a brother. I don't know if a tattoo artist is somebody that you want to swindle. I mean, think about it. He's like drawing something permanent on your body. Exactly. So do you, do you want him to feel like he got hustled halfway into the into the art? Well, well not halfway. You know, I, I want him <laughs> not to feel that way until he's actually done. But um, <laughs> what I'm just saying is I can be a walking billboard for you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I can be like, yo, where you get your tattoo from? I got it from such and such. Good money. You know, if I wanted, if I was a tattoo artist and I wanted you to be a walking billboard for me, I would put for sale on your lower back. Wow. <laughs> and we in Richmond, Virginia, so that's kind of ill. Like, <laughs> this is like the home of the slavery trade, and you come up and for sale on the back of a big black man. Of your ass. No. 
Why not? That's what I would do. You, I mean, I was just talking about what I would do. Yeah, that's what. But, I mean, I think... Always trying to see I'm the goodest. You know what? I think men should get tramp stamped. Whoa. <laughs> that's not even cool. That's just my opinion. Nah, I mean, that's how I feel. I don't think so. All right, that's so... What is a happy trail? I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to make our way over to the Richmond Tattoo Art Festival. Shout out to Richmond Mag, oh, IA Mag, for um, providing me with that wonderful information. Somehow, some way, I got on their newsletter and... Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of that going on. It's amazing place. to me how I end up on people's newsletters, and I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, it's I, not bad information. It's just like, why am I on your newsletter? It just yeah, it's, it's it's funny how that happens, doesn't it? A lot, a lot. So anyway, RBA Mag. You don't Mag, know me. You ain't trying to connect with me, but you have my email. You have my email address. Wow. RBA Mag. I'm on their newsletter, and they gave me the information. And Richmond Tattoo Art Festival is this weekend, so make sure you guys check that out. Also, every once in a while, I have someone submitting music with no bio, no information attached to it. So I'm assuming they just want me to play their music and they don't want me to know anything else about it. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't do that. I don't do that normally, but this particular person is my sister's boyfriend. Um, wow. <laughs> so, shout out to Lil Brass. Shout out to Brian Mumford. I don't know your first rap name. All, first of all, why you put this voice? I don't know his rap name, so I want to make sure people know who the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. So, Brian Mumford. <laughs> uh, shout out to you for sending me your music. I'm excited to play it for you um, and for everybody else listening. And that's exactly how she got it tagged. And it's, it's, <laughs> that's his name, Brian Mumford. It's me. So his song is This Is Me. If you're really feeling it and you're loving it, hit me up and let me know, and I will let him know. Um, and if you don't like any, think it sucks. Keep it to yourself because it's my sister boyfriend. No, I'm, you let me know because <laughs> that give me a little kick and I can give him some insight about his shit. Nah, no, if you no, love seriously. it. Constructive criticism. Only constructive criticism. But just if you don't like it for real, like keep it to yourself because this must be the boyfriend. No, we and, not the bad. No, y'all bet that. Y'all bet that. Hey, Lan. Look, look. I want them same individuals that called in when somebody else was playing some garbage. Yeah. And y'all say. Just, I love it when they call in when people play when we play some garbage. Jazz yeah, y'all better check us because I'm damn sure we'll check y'all. All right, so I'm getting ready to play it. The number is six four six three seven eight zero four. I'm about to get into it. Brian Mumford, this is me on Gap 2 Zero Radio. Love you, Brian, Brian. I keep telling them every day, I'm hungry. I don't think y'all believe me, though. But y'all don't feel me now. The exact. Five, four, three, count me down, can't count me out. My work is my soul, and this is coming out. This is me, this is me, I gotta move, I gotta go, I gotta sprint to get it, I gotta go, I gotta move, I gotta cruise with it, this is me, this is me, count me down, count me down, I'm so ready to Five fold now here we go. My gig of bites on overload, but my status it don't show. Take your time, slow your roll. You don't know what y'all don't know. I took my bumps along this road, so the past I just let go. Asking God for a little bit more, so I'm all about the dough. And they tell me take it slow. Why they acting like they know? Took my time being exposed, so on pictures I don't pose. Too familiar with the phone. Five, four, three, count me down, count me out. My work is my soul, and this is coming out.
This is me right here on Got Two Diva Radio. Two things, Bouye Bella. I think it was all right. It was a nice surprise. I'll tell you no lie. It was a nice surprise. It was a nice little surprise. What do you mean by that? When you say a song was a nice surprise, what was you expecting and what did you actually get? Reality, I didn't know what to expect. You know, that's why I said, because when I look at Brian, and I know this guy, I don't look at him as a rapper. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So when they hear him rapping and see him coming off on the song, I mean, it was a nice surprise. That's what, that's what I mean. It really inspires me when people kind of, you know, just basically do whatever it is they have set upon. You know what I mean? And I'm one of those people that strongly believe don't wait until you get to a certain place to make that dream come true. Start small and perfect your craft. And by the time you're ready for, like, you know, professional equipment and a professional studio and to rock with professional producers, you'll already be a professional at that time. Yeah. You know, when you start from the beginning. It, it kind of sounds like, and this is just me being completely honest, that song was produced in some type of home yeah. studio story. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it, if it was it our speaker or something like no. that. No. But you can <laughs> that the quality is not where it needs to be. No, but so, the concept of the song is really good. Yeah, he did a good job. The work, you know, he said, this is my work is from my soul. This is me, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he did a great job. It was a nice. Surprise, you know what I'm saying? But the quality has to get better. And as he builds his brand and as he continues on working, it'll get there. I definitely think it'll get there. So shout out to Brian Mumford. I swear I don't know your rap name, so I'm just calling out the government. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fightable MySpace, y'all. Tell him how you think what it is. You got a MySpace? I guess. You said MySpace. I, I, I Did you mean to say MySpace? Isn't that what the up-and-coming rappers sit there and use Oh, my gosh, no. They put it on SoundCloud or Reverb Nation, I think. Don't, oh. Get you a website. Oh, man. <laughs> Get you a website. Seriously, Reverb Nation? That's what we're doing? Yeah. Wow. You have people that send in bios that say, I am number one in our city on Reverb Nation. Yeah, that's And they live in, like, Diapersville, Michigan. Yeah, like, who the fuck right. else is doing what you doing in Diapersville, Michigan? Like, I, I, I reppin' Idaho. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you man. number four in Idaho. Like, really? <laughs> Come on, yo, really? If you number four, who's number one? Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. And if you're the only person on your Reverb Nation page really doing something, you're going to end up being number one anyway. Yeah. So I could could be number one in Richmond if I really go hard because Richmond people got their own websites now. They're not on Reverb Nation. Thank you. Message. Get up. (laughs) Get on it. All right. Get your web thing game up. So, um. Also, make sure you guys check out Jerkulies by Hero Hire. He was a past guest on our show, Hero the Artist. I'm telling you, one of the best, best songs that I've heard, uh, one of the best mixtapes that I've heard from somebody really brand new, fresh, wet behind the ears type of person. I mean, it's just amazing to me the skill level that this brother has. And not only is he accompanied by his talents, but also with ambition and a modesty that is just something to to really revel about. Because most of these people come in here and they want to pretend like they got all the money in the world, they already stacking, they already got a lot of groupies, they already doing stuff, and they talk about their managers, this and that and all the other, when the reality is really not that deep. It's really not, you know, what they say they is. When he came on here, he was mostly genuine. Um, and you was honest, and he wasn't trying to be somebody that he wasn't. So make sure you guys check him out as soon as you possibly can. Are we ready for today's guest? I'm trying to figure it out right now because I'm not sure unless they don't phone number, though. I don't think so. So before we get to today's guest, I want to go ahead and play some more um, Hero Hire. Um, you guys heard Art of War and Asteroid, so we want to go ahead and play Still in Myself because we only play that one time. And when we come back, hopefully today's guest will be on the air. If not, we'll just play some more music and talk some more shit. That's what we do here in the Bad Creative Motion, Creative Motivation Gas with Diva Radio. This is Hero Phil Nasso. What you think, cousin? You get some drink coming, and when the freaks come in, I get to squeeze something. Yeah, yeah, I get to squeeze something. Wake up tomorrow night like it ain't mean nothing. What you think, cousin? 
some things for him to make him the puff daddy he is. So that's how I really started, though, you know. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. for all of all the people who are familiar with your story, I, I really strongly suggest that they go on YouTube and check out some of your interviews, but you really had a turbulent journey through the music industry. And one of our um, main purposes of our show is to motivate and inspire everyone, including up-and-coming independent artists, on the type of things that they will experience, you know, if they're not dealing with the right people in the industry. And I just want you to touch on, just lightly, some of the things that are included in this book and some of the things that you experience when it comes to management and stuff like that. Well, you know, really, my my, my thing that I like to, you know, uh, share with a lot of other individuals is just having that third person, that, that, I mean, that third person, party in, involved in your business sometimes it's not always good like you don't really need to have somebody to negotiate you know certain like you know how as an artist we we want to have management before we have business to manage so before uh-huh. you worry about getting a manager worry about getting some business to manage you know what i'm saying so it seems like if you get a manager before the business the manager already knows what he's trying to get from you so you know, in a fair situation like that. So it's uh-huh. just things that I recommend to people. You know, always love what you do, and if you don't love it, don't do it. You know, your heart can't. Don't say things that your heart can't pronounce right. Uh huh. Now, with every with everything that you endured, everything that you went through, was there any point um, where you said to yourself, "I'm, I'm ready to. I, I think I might want to give up." Nah, I never, never give up because you know, um, I, like I, like I say, I, I created myself from nothing anyhow. So everything that I do is always just for the for the better. Like I never give up because there's just so many other things. There's so many different games to play and win. At the same time, you know, I, I just don't have to be focused on one particular part, and you know, that's something that I did. And as a result, it it, it, it kind of messed me up in life because I spent so much time trying to be a musician and be an artist that I didn't spend enough time trying to be a father or a husband or make sure I'm taking time to, to, to do the things, necessary things that I need to do so when I'm 40, I'm, I'm able to survive in life, you know, things like that. A lot of artists, you know, go through that. And it's just something that you just don't think about when everything is looking good. Okay. Now, this whole experience uh, that you went through that kind of inspired the book Dancing with the Devil, How Puff Burned the Bad Boys of Hip Hop, this was a while ago. So based on what you've seen back then and what you see now, do you think that the entertainment industry has improved or not improved since then? Uh, um, I really don't think that – I don't see too much improvement, you know, because – we still lack unity. Uh-huh. You know, what's new? What's new to me and you may be old to someone else, and what's old to us may be new to someone else. So, with books, it's just something that never it never dies. Like Forty Eight Laws of Power is never going to be a book that you're going to say I'm done with it. But you know, um, I mean, oh man, it's just so much. Like I, I, you know, I moved on. Moved on, and and you know I'm not bitter anymore about anything that happened between me and Puff or the music industry. I'm not bitter. I never was bitter in the first place. It was just a story. You know, I yeah. wanted everybody to know my story about who, where I come from, my parents, you know, my friends, where I went to school, and, and the things that we used to do back in in those times. So, you know, I think I kind of <laughs> missed your question, but I'm back at you though because I was thinking and drifting. <laughs> so I know that a lot of people have mentioned to me, especially independent artists, that the book is more than just a book. It's almost like a tool, things to look out for, things to watch out for, and um, and they said that it helps them. It's been an inspiration to them when handling their business and when dealing with the business of the music industry. But what do you say about those people that may have thought that you were better? or that you was just hating, or whatever the case may be. Because with everything that's positive will eventually come from negative. How do you deal with the negative backlash? 
Well, it ain't really nothing really too much negative to deal with because I don't have negative results, period, in life. Everything is positive. So a negative result would be something that I would accept and, and something that I can't change. So I can change anything. So I take negative and make it positive. Um, you know, it's just dealing with those individuals I dealt with, you know, and at the end the only thing that you could say is, is wow, Puff, how – how can you really call yourself a wealthy individual, a child of God, and you haven't really helped anyone but yourself? Like, every day you just see Puff going deeper and deeper in and in, and I think that's just something that, that just happens until we get control back over our music and the messages that we want to spread to our children and things like that. Like, I, I never did agree with saying um you know, uh, I didn't never like to see little ladies dancing and looking like prostitutes and things like I was contributing to. You know, yeah. we was creating that music. So it's like, you know, once you get so old, and I think it comes with growing and maturing in life, and I turned 40, so, of course, things that I would talk about when I was 26, I wouldn't talk about no more at 40. Yeah. So I think I outgrew. That and I became more of a man and more of a businessman. I'm a businessman today, more uh-huh. than a rapper. I can't be a rapper no more, you know. Now, um, in the in the book, you mentioned um, that at first you saw Puff as like an instrument of God taking you to where you were supposed to be, and then you realized it was Satan that was using him. Now, does this experience change your mind? Because you said you were a businessman. Does it change your mind about your business relationships that you deal with now? And do you have, like, hesitation when getting involved with other business ventures and new business partners because of the fact that you feel Satan used puff? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I say like this, you know, the attitude that I would have now is like, it's nothing that I'm asking you for that I need that bad that you're going to be able to make me, you know, moral. everything is going to be morally correct, and I don't want anything that bad, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because one thing that I have in life that I'm totally comfortable with is the loving spirit of God. So with that, it's like anything, every every day is a, is a good day to me. Every moment is a happy moment to me, and if it's not, I do what I can and I do what I have to do in order to make sure it's like that. Okay, so, so you go you go into these situations a little smarter now, knowing that you do have something to bring to the table. Right. It's it's like uh, I know I have it, and if I know I have it and you need it, then I don't really have to be pressed about giving it to you or or, or if I have it, like I have the ability to write songs over and over again. So if you have, if it's a song that I have that you want. Yeah, you can have it because I can go back and write it again. Uh-huh. But if somebody can't write, then they're going to have a problem. So, you know, I I, I learned a lot, you know, and um, that's just how I am. I think about it like I never really put myself out there. You know, anytime you go into a situation expecting the outcome or expecting the results and then they don't come out the way that you thought they were going to come out, that's when you open yourself up to be hurt. So yeah. I didn't never get hurt because I didn't open myself up to be hurt, if that makes okay. any sense. Okay, okay. Now, I know you said that, you know, you try to make every day positive and, you know, you like a lot of positivity in your life. But were there any moments that you regret or that you wish you would have done differently, considering everything that you went through? Well, I wish I would have spent more time with my wife and less time on the road. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have spent more time trying to impress her than trying to make songs to impress other people. Because at the end of the day, she was the one who was always in my corner, and I kind of dropped the ball on that. But other than that, I mean, it's just we, we live and learn and we move on. But that's the only thing that I can possibly say that I miss out of all of it. It's just my wife and my family, my son, um, things like that, but. Wow. Now, you say you dropped the ball in there. Did you not have an opportunity to go back and rectify that? No, because, you know, like I always preach, is is after you've been rapping or been doing music for 10, 15 years, after you 
don't do that no more, what are you going to do? Like, what, what, what kind of job are you going to get? Not unless you work for a record label and you see all the record labels are floating. It's really like no career opportunity after chasing that career. Gotcha. I'm not saying that. I don't want nobody to do it. I, I think that if your heart your heart says do it and you feel you can do it, but after that, there's really not much of a career opportunity left for you. Wow. Now, when you came out with this and you put things out there, this, did this make you blackballed in the entertainment industry, or did this affect you at all? Yeah, it did. But at the same time, remember, I was really never – never trying to fit in the industry for them to blackball me. It's like if I was still trying to do music, yeah, you can blackball me. But if I ain't trying to do music, you could do whatever you feel you're doing, and you can kiss my ass because I don't really care. <laughs> right. You know I don't care about being on stage. I don't care about if I don't never write a puffy another song. I really don't care if I never look at him face-to-face again. Under mm-hmm. under these same terms, but if we can see each other on a brother like brethren term or brothers, hey man, I love to always look in the eyes of people who have life because you know life is just so important. As long as you alive, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, what what inspired you to uh, add new chapters to your book? Yeah, because you got an extended version now, and now you have an ebook version as well. Right, what's going on with, because the book is something that's always going to continue, like Heavy D just passed. If you read the book, then you know Heavy D is the first person who introduced me to Puff who I first did music with. And the day after that, Eric Sermon had a heart attack. Well, if you read the book, it talks about me and Eric Sermon in the rim shop and our friendship. So it just kind of like gives you a whole, the whole history from Dallas, Austin to Akon, to Jermaine Dupree, to Puff Daddy, to, I mean, all of the stars, man. It's it's just a book that just lets you know who they are and what they went through in order to be where they are today. And then if you see what they went through and then you see where they are today, you you, you would say, dang, it seems like this person doesn't doesn't under, doesn't remember what they've been through because they uh-huh. sure know other people to do the same kind of things, you know. Yeah. You know, usually well, if you go through something, you don't want to see nobody else go through it, right? Right. Yeah. So they did anyone, anybody reach out to you? Besides, I mean, I know that there were a lot of interviews that were done where people asked for a pub side of the story and so forth and so on. But all the other artists that you just mentioned that are in the book also played a part in getting you to where you were you were at that time. Did anyone else reach out to you or talk to you about the this work that you found? Nah, because, you know, one of my own men, one of my own gangsters, I don't have to answer to nobody. That's just something that you know about Mark Curry. I don't think there is a man that could say anything to me about nothing, you know, except oh. my father. I read the book he's done. Can't nobody say nothing to me. You're going to like it. You're going to accept it. And if you have a hard time accepting it, then you have a hard time accepting me. And, you know, that might be your problem right there. Okay. All right. So besides the book, what else is Mark Curry working on? What are you doing? Well, recently I started doing – consultant with, with artists like, you know, producers like Bangladeshis and I've been talking to Sean Garrett's and, you know, Brandy, you know, that's my cousin. It's just helping people because I'm a real smart businessman, so it's like a lot of those individuals say they want to have a record label or they want to have artists and then don't understand what it takes to run a record label or what it takes to mature or grow artists. So I just come back now and help them do those kind of things. Um, viral okay. marketing, a lot of little things I'm into. You know, a lot of lot of things. You know, just keeping it moving. You know, saying you got to always reinvent yourself when your old self gets old, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so apparently, I mean, you really not having a hard time. You know, having your career since you've done since you chase music and since you've been in the music industry. Well, I made my career. You know, I didn't, you know, so I, I don't, every every day I wake up, I create so I can move into a new direction. 
I could do websites today if I felt like, because I know how to do them. I can just go on and do some networking, you know, if I felt like doing that. You know, it's just a lot of things in, in the industry, period. And anything that you want to do, it's about building, building what you want. So I stay building. I never stop. You know, that book is a great piece. I I, I really appreciate everybody who, who, who bought it, and I appreciate everybody who's going to buy it. And for those who don't have a plan on buying it, then so what to them? So, you know, I don't care about <laughs> that either. <laughs> you, know, you know, we got a lot of haters. We got a lot yeah. of we got a lot of haters, a lot of puff daddy supporters, you know, the <laughs> industry. They don't want you to say nothing about their favorite celebrity. But you could wow. smack their mama and they won't say nothing about that. That's what I wanted you to get into because you know, we, we follow each other on Twitter and I'm I'm I mean I see you go in on everything from relationships to sexuality to so forth and so on. So you're a very opinionated person on a, a plethora of topics. And I'm wondering, Mark, is that is anyone reaching out to you and saying, for lack of a better phrase, fuck Mark Curry? I mean, and how are you dealing with that? <laughs> oh, no, because, you know, usually when somebody say fuck me or say something like that, I'll be like, shit, you got to have a lot of money to say that. So I'll be <laughs> like, you can say fuck Mark Curry you want to, but if you only got like a couple of dollars in the bank, I still win. <laughs> only way you can say fuck me is if you're going to shut me down. And as uh-huh. you can see, I'm still moving today, right? Yeah. <laughs> but what I ain't never the- missed one. Hey, I ain't never missed one hot meal. Never one <laughs> night of comfortable sleep. <laughs> now, oh, that whole forty years. What I'm saying is, because I want to inspire. What you're doing is inspirational, and it's very motivational. I mean, I feel like. Uh, with everybody who was in the industry or maybe not in the industry, but whatever industry that they in, I feel like what you just did was advocate for that person who wanted to say some fucked up shit happened to me and everybody needs to be put on blast. You know what I mean? That That is motivation within itself. You put everybody out there. You put him out there. And sometimes, especially with independent artists, and people who are just starting their own business, people who feel small on this big, you know, food chain of entertainment and industry, sometimes they feel like my voice is not big enough, my pockets are not long enough, and my brand is not huge enough for me to start pointing fingers and telling what such and such did. So by you doing that, you know, you put a face on that person who was not going to stand for the bullshit and who was going to make sure that the whole world knew this is what type of person these people really are. So I'm trying right. to figure out, like, how do you deal with that? I mean, because you're not popular in a whole lot of people's minds. In some people's minds, you're either a hater or you're just trying to get back at the person who tried to give you an opportunity. You know what I mean? And well, I, look at it as a, I look at what you said as a positive thing, but what responses have you gotten from those people who think that what you did was wrong? See, I got two things here. Hold on one second. Two things here. One thing is when I when I usually run across people who say I'm a hater because I did this and because I said this and I'm like, yo, you know what? First of all, I was in the position to say something, so I feel yeah. good about that accomplishment. That's good. You are not in the position to say anything. You don't know Puff Daddy. You don't know not nobody. So really, the only <laughs> thing you can do is sit back and soak the story up. You're not in the position to say anything. Uh-huh. And then I was on your other part that you were saying, and I was trying to get it in because usually I'm the kind of person if I get something I got to say it, I got to say it because I forget about it because I speak right <laughs> off of my mind. <laughs> but you had said, uh, I, I, I want to go back to your question because it was before what, what, what you asked, how do I deal with what? What do you? How do you respond to those people who say what you do is wrong? I mean, I mean, are you responding to them? Are you just ignoring them? What type of comments are you getting, and how can you inspire somebody else who wants to speak up to not feel afraid of stuff like oh, that? Oh, I got you. Remember this. You got to look at the story like, like one, it's like a girl that she's real super nice. She's real super bad, 
and me and my friends all notice at the same time now, I might try to talk to her, and she might not want to talk to me, so I'll go back and tell everybody that she's stuck up. And then one of them, if she's not stuck up, maybe she just doesn't want to talk to you. Let me go try. Then they'll go over there and try and come back and be like, yeah, you're right. She is stuck up. See, everybody thinks that, that it's like dealing with Puff. You always think that it's not me, it's you. And then you'll go over and try and be like, you know what, let me try to be the difference. And then you'll be like, well, it wasn't it wasn't him. He was right. But it just takes every everybody wants to have that shot at that girl, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they feel like I can make the difference. You feel me? So it just keeps going on and on and on. But how do I deal with those people? Once again, I'm like, man, you know, I accomplished some great things in life. I was on television. I wrote over 30 hits. You know, yeah. you may only know one or two of them, but I've got 30 of them under my belt. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I, you know. I've accomplished something in life, whereas a lot of people haven't accomplished anything. I've been around the world a couple of times, whereas a lot of people only been local all of their life. So I, I don't really get into what somebody else has to say about me because I look at them and I say, you know what, and then not only that, you're going to get up and go to work and kiss ass all day tomorrow. But then now you want to sit here and talk about me, about doing my job, but you're going to go to work and do whatever you told to do tomorrow for your check, right? Uh-huh. So, all of the story is, you never, see, you, never see, you never see another man. You never you never see a man about a dog. That's the story. That's the moral of that one. You know, if I got a dog and my dog goes and does whatever, don't knock on my door. The dog did it. <laughs> see the dog. Okay, okay. So for all those artists out there, whether they're artists or songwriters or just anybody in the industry, um, what advice would you give them to not only get started but to connect with the right people and not just the right people right now? Yeah, just don't be a coward and try to control the things around you. Try to control the things outside the box. So if you want to do music, don't worry. Don't run around t- trying to convince everybody around you that you're the best musician or whatever. Don't say nothing to them and impress other people outside in the world. Then once you impress the other people, the people on the inside of the box are going to notice anyhow. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot of people who are trying to impress within. That's not going to work. You know, you're going to have to shine out. That's elevate yourself. You know, so... I, I just say to people, you know, um, do like love what you're doing. Understand what you're doing. Don't want to do music to get no car and sleep with the most chicks. That ain't going to do nothing for you. Do ha- have a purpose. Have uh. a purpose for anything in life you want to do. Don't think, don't even, I wouldn't even recommend you get up and go to work tomorrow if you don't know what you need to do with the money. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I want everybody to pause. Oh, my God. Let that shit soak in right How many quick. times have we said that shit, though? No, let it soak in. You heard, did you hear what you just said? Yes. Let that shit soak in. <laughs> Come on with the sound. No, one, no. One no. We got to stop this shit. All right. <laughs> no, hey, no. For real, though. Are you going to write another book? Yes. I know you ain't getting to everything. Is another one coming? Yeah, I have another book coming, but my next book is not going to be a, a, a kitty book about a puff daddy. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a serious book. Are you going to catch the Diddy book. now? I think Diddy now. I mean, whatever he wants to call himself, I'm going to call him 4344. That's what <laughs> I'm going to call him. You know, so so I got a new book coming, but my book is, is not going to be about, you know, no more music industry. You know, usually we as black folks, when we get into, you know, we get a good book going about crime, true crime in the ghetto. The next book is going to be true crime in the ghetto, and then we just never know how to stop. I might want to do a children's book now. You want to do a what? This, 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 this show that us black black people, we are... We are versatile. We don't just get stuck on one thing, you know, like I want to go into different kind of books and different topics. Like I love talking about love and relationships. Right. Yeah, I noticed so next, that. Yeah, my next book is liable to be on that level. It's not going to be pick up and read about uh, Puff Daddy. I'm going to keep doing 
I'm going to keep updating that book up until everybody's dead. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, your new book about love relationships. Now, I told you on my timeline sometimes you be asking some of the most off-the-chain questions that um, people seem to answer and have <laughs> answers for. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering, what inspires you not only to put those questions on there, but what the hell are you doing with the answers? See, my question, see, and this is it, is I'm going to ask things that, it's everybody hides from a certain part of their self. Everybody has something about themselves they just don't want to deal with. It, it just they put it in the drawer with mothballs. Like leave that part of me alone. And I like to bring that. I like to deal with people according to fears, and I don't like people that fear. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's like I had a girl that told me she would never let nobody use her car. Well, we had sex, and the first thing I wanted to do after that was use a car. <laughs> so, the only reason why, and the only reason why I wanted to use a car was because she um, want nobody cause, using Because she said she didn't want nobody to use it. So I could have a friend that says, "Hey, I don't want, I don't like giving people money." I'd be like, "Well, you know what? Well, that's what I want for money then." Cause I don't, I, I want you to overcome your fear. I want you to not always do what you. Cause everybody's so used to doing what they say they always used to do them, but everybody want to be rich and they, everybody ain't rich. So it's you not always doing what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. <laughs> so are you currently single now? Well, I'm not. I'm not ever single. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I'm not going to be single. You know? not, I may not have the love in my life that I would like to have in my life. But, but you got something. Yeah, I'm keeping, no, I don't have something. I'd rather have nothing before I have just something. I move forward and, and I stand in favor. So as long as I continue to be me, then the person that I'm supposed to be with is going to notice me and come into my life and make me happy. That was the most complicated-ass answer I've ever gotten on this show, ever. I still don't know yeah. whether or not you're single. Or you can ask a man if he's single. It's just like this. Now we're going back to this because you asked, how in the hell can you be single and you having sex? If you having sex, you're involved. You're not single. <laughs> single people don't have sex. So if you ask somebody, or like I asked a chick, I say, you single? She said, yeah. I said, when the last time you had a man? She said, I ain't had a man in two years. I said, so that mean you ain't had sex in two years? She said, no, I ain't going to say that. I said, well, who was the last person you had sex with? She said, he was just a friend. So I said, you sleep with your friends? She said, uh, so single? You ask me if I'm single? No, I'm not single because I have sex. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Now that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> exactly what you get from Mark. Oh, my God. Thank you so yeah. much, Mark. No, real- <laughs> That's what I mean by think outside the box. You feel yeah. me? Or oh, I'll give you another one real fast. I, I had a girl told me that just because she has a baby with a guy doesn't mean that she has to stay with him forever. Stupid. You just had a baby with him. You're going to be together with him forever as long as this child has life. <laughs> I like how you think though I'm not even going to lie I swear I do Hold on hold on, People Since now we on it You just can't wake up If God gave made you a man And you woke up And you a man You just can't wake up And say you want to be a girl <laughs> you know, I told you You could do that Now Can you wake up tomorrow And say fuck it I'm tired of being broke I want to be rich And then go to the bank And withdraw some money I wish. I swear. <laughs> yeah, everybody always wants to do stuff that don't require working hard and having things to go along with what you want to do. Like, period. <laughs> so tell everybody how does everybody get in touch with you? How they can connect with you, work with you, and so forth. You do some consulting, you might have a couple of artists hit you up and pay you to tell well, them what to do. All the ladies can get in touch with me with their hands. All the fellas 
to get in touch with me through the ladies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible, man. It's terrible, man. Right? You gotta catch me on Twitter if you can. You know, uh, you can you can go to the website www.markcurrybook.com. Check out the book. Get the book if you don't have it. Yes, get I the book. It's a good book. Man, it's going. You know what? I I said I wasn't going to really push the book because anywhere it goes, I'm gonna still sell a million books, whether it take ten years or whether it take one. Yeah. The books are going to sell. That's one thing. I. It's three things for sure in life. Now they just said. You got death, you got taxes, and people is definitely going to continue to buy this book. It's, it's not going to stop. <laughs> well, tell me this, because, I mean, I'm somebody who had this book since 09, yeah. right? And, well, right. 2000, I think. Yeah, But you made an extended version. So now I'm feeling like I got 90% less of the book than the people who bought it today. You got to hit up the e-zone, the e-book. <laughs> you, know, you know, the extended book. The extended version, I'm pushing it back again. And, you know, it's like this. Sade said she wasn't going to put out a CD every year. See, it's something the world does to you. The uh-huh. world will turn their back on you in a heartbeat, overnight, uh-huh. like how they did Ja Rule. Whenever yeah. you try to impress the world, the world shits on you. So don't keep going out trying to make books and books and books to prove the way to make the, everybody happy. You keep pushing the book you got until everybody goes and buy it. Once everybody's supporting, then you do another book. Other than that, uh, we're going to just keep trying to trying to please people all the time. Like you know what I mean? Like if if, if man, if I if I sing and I sing slow songs, don't come to me and ask me about no rap song. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. But where I'm gonna get my chapters though? That's what I really asked you. When, when you gonna send me them extra chapters? Those extra chapters that's not in my book. <laughs> you know, I'm a, those are being worked on. You know, I had to go back and re-edit because of what happened with heavy. And every time I get ready to go forward, I always get new stuff. Like I'm telling you. For heavy to die one day and Eric Strayman have a heart attack the next day. Yeah. Ooh, that's, crazy. that's crazy. It must be hard that all your um you know, your friends and your colleagues that you started up with are, you know, passing away or or are ill. How is that making you feel? I mean, it makes it, it's it's crazy. It just shows that we all getting older. And a lot of the times we getting older, worrying about what we what's gonna happen in our lives after we forty. Cause yeah. after forty, you know, all of that royalty money that spent down, you could have had a million dollars when you was twenty three, but when you forty, that million dollars ain't nothing no more. So then now yeah. you getting older, and then now you got to worry about real life at a later age. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel more pressure to make sure that you leave a positive, lasting legacy? Say that one more time. Do you feel more pressure to leave a positive, lasting legacy now that you're getting older? Mm. Now, now that I'm getting older, the only thing I get, I see now is just sharing myself with the the younger youth that needs the understanding. Like, let me not die with how to push a good record. Let me express and show somebody how to push a good record before I die. Yeah. That's what's up. Let me give you the knowledge. Let me give you the wisdom now. Now I'm more into wisdom. Now I'm more into looking at the 23-year-old, the 21, the 19, and being like, brother, just sit down and, and listen to me. And if you can sit down and listen to me, then you can go through it. But if you act like you know it, Man, you might as well keep it pushing, Pam. Mm, that's what's up. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, not only are you enlightening, I just feel like you just you have a way of looking at stuff that a lot of people need to adapt, seriously, if they're trying to be successful. Or if they're just trying to have that tough skin, you know what I'm saying? It seems like everything that you went through really uh, molded you into the man that you are today, which is very impressive and inspiring. I seriously believe that. 
So everybody, make sure you go to his website, um, www.markcurrybook.com, and follow him on Twitter at Mark Curry Book. And thank you again for being on the show with us. Man, thank y'all, man. And uh, uh, love is right, man. And I see everybody out there. Twitter me at Mark Curry Book. Let's go. All right. Have a good one. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Uh huh. All right, everybody. So that was Mark Curry. Author of Dancing with the Devil, How Puff Burned the Bad Boys of Hip Hop. And I'm telling you, when I say he thinks outside the box, you've already seen it yourself. He seriously does. But you have to follow him because it's really entertaining. It's really seriously funny. Yeah. Um, some of the questions that he asks and some of the responses that he gets. It's just amazing that, you know. And the man was dropping jewels the other night. He really was. Seriously. He was like putting people on the game. Like, yeah. Really. If you if you're doing whatever, whether you're writing music, write um writing novels, dancing, performing, modeling, whatever, I I genuinely feel like if we do stuff to impress other people around us, we're not going to get but so far. Yeah. Because eventually you might impress the people in your immediate circle, but as I know personally, that shit's gonna get tiresome after a while. Yes. I mean, old. yeah, I can't even bring up like gas food diva at a family cookout. Yeah. People start rolling their eyes and shit. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they started hearing it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to impress my family members. They already know what I'm doing. So you got to reach out to new people who don't know who you are, who haven't seen what you've done, and stop trying to be local sensations and really try to reach global. You know what I'm saying? Get your Get fan base. Get of your network. We in an arena where Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everything is just so huge, and you can talk to people in California, and you can talk to people in Africa and Australia. So why are you sitting here trying to make sure that your whole box knows the words to your song when there's a billion people who haven't even seen the video? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how we do that. We always focus in on our media circle, and we don't realize, okay, when we get big here, then what? Then what? You're going to move on to the next album? And you independent artists who pumping out albums every three months, calm down. I haven't even memorized the songs to the first one. Yeah. Exactly. Build up your base. You can have music that you just haven't put out. Why don't you be Tupac for a minute? Okay? <laughs> have some music that you haven't put out. All the did it, though. Yeah. A lot of songs. Yeah, you, can, you can make songs. You can create songs. You can put them in a vault and lock them up. You know, you can buy a vault from Walmart for like $25, and you can put that under your bed, and nobody has to hear them. But at the end of the day, you need to be pushing that work that you first put out. And I have to remind myself that, too. I have a lot of old posts and a lot of old things that I've done over the years that people just don't see, especially if they become new fans and new followers. Yeah. So it's an opportunity to kind of like, hey, this is one of some of the old stuff that I put out. Let me check you know, check out my archives and listen to this type of stuff because this is what you can look forward to in the future. Um, also, um, what he was mentioning is don't be stupid and don't be scared. Sometimes when we are fearful that our opportunities are going to miss our hands, we are so quick to make some type of decision. We don't make the right decision, but a decision is a decision. I don't think that you should think like that. I feel like you might want this opportunity more than you wanted to eat in the past 10 years. You might want it more than you want life itself. However, if it feels like it's not right and something's just not not working, don't just jump into the opportunity because you're scared it's going to be given to somebody else. It just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't in the cards, and God did not have that plan for you. I made a lot of decisions in the beginning just because I wanted a shot. I wanted to get my hands wet. I wanted to do something. But it didn't turn out right. I had people try to hustle me. People try to overtalk me, overwork me. And I had people try to take advantage of the skills that I was given, the talents that I was given by God. So I realized at the end of it, I can't keep living like this. But sometimes it could be too late. So instead of trying to rush into something, why don't you just take your time and do right? And I don't mean to get religious on y'all. Y'all know how I get. But I feel like if you pray on it, you'll get the answer. It might not be the answer you want, but you're going to get some type of answer. And that's the truth, Ruth. Exactly. And also, he mentioned in his book, and it was really powerful, too, at the end, that he had stated that he thought that, you know, punk was sent from God. Like, it was a sign. He was working as, as an instrument of God to take him to where he was supposed to go in his career. Then he later realized it wasn't God that sent him. It was the devil. Sometimes what glitters is not gold. Somebody might flash a whole lot of money in your face. Somebody might pull up in a 
the rims and everything. Somebody might hand you a chain and a record deal that says for five years straight we'll give you a million dollars a year. That doesn't necessarily mean that you should sign on the dotted line. Look at all aspects. Read your terms and conditions. You guys might be signing your life to the devil when you sign up for Facebook. You don't know. Read, read them down terms and conditions. <laughs> because seriously, everything that glitters not gold. They might have what you're looking for materialistically. They might tell you that they can provide what you need financially. They might tell you emotionally and physically all your needs will be met and you'll never have to worry again. But you don't know who they work for. And if they ain't working for God Almighty... Lord help you. That's all I can say. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, we're going to be on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got Q Baby on the air. And we also got uh, author or business owner? I think he's an um, he's an author. Are you serious? You can't even remember? No, Harris Glasser is the author of It's My Money and I Win It. And then we also have music by Q Baby. Sorry, Blaine Villa is not on the game tonight. You know he's fat and he's slow. So. I don't know, I, I, I just, you know. No, we're not going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to no, do, do that. Yeah, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you guys, remember like I always, t- don't do that. Remember like I always tell you, dream as if you live forever. Live as if you die today. You just tune in to the baddest creative motivation. I am Aisha Gapsu Diva, the plus size show stopper, and we are out. Gapsu Diva Radio. Peace. I'm not a Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.